0: The League of Legends betting podcast is brought to you by my patrons at patreon.com slash LOL. There you can find bonus content like in-depth articles on macro trend analysis and league previews, as well as thoughts on breaking news and the podcast picks before the show is released to platforms. You also get to support your creators more directly. Patreon.com slash LOL. That's G-E-L-A-T-I-L-O-L. Hey everybody and welcome to a true throwback Thursday where Beryl apparently turned back time for that series this morning and pretty much solo carried KT to a 2-0 win by himself over Fear X. The other matchup we had was uh, D+. They kind of did that thing that they did a lot during the summer where they had a game that was pretty even for about 20 minutes and then it completely exploded in their favor at some point. Usually a Canyon special, but apparently they're going to keep doing that without him. So We also got to see Huey for the first time, uh, the new champion in the game. Very, very complicated kit, but going to be a lot of upside with that champion. I think you're going to see that champion a lot in pro play because there's a lot of skill expression. Like the, the skill ceiling on that champion is very, very high, and seeing pro players play, it's going to be a real treat. So that was cool as well. We only had positions on Fear X today. We ended up down minus 1.75 units for the day. Uh, We didn't play anything in the other match, so minus 1.75 units on the day. All right, moving on to Friday's slate. I'm recording this at about 2.35 p.m. on Thursday, January 18th. This will be for Friday morning, January 19th in the LCK. The first match we have is Life Esports, minus 9.35 Minus 1.5 maps at minus 231 against DRX, plus 610. Plus 1.5 maps at plus 186, minus 1.5 at plus 1311. Now, obviously DRX played on opening day. They didn't have the opening series that they wanted with this you know, new lineup that they're running. Um, they dropped Series 0-2 to Nongshim, which is not a good look. But if you look back in that first game, they were up... I think it was like 5,600 gold or whatever. Like the, the point being, they were up a significant amount of gold, and they probably should have won that first game and just kind of punted it. So it's not like there's nothing to hang their hat on here. And again, it's only one series. Now, the the thing with that is that for all their faults, and all the anybody that followed me last year knows that I have a lot of issues with this Hanwha coaching staff, but for all their faults, the one thing we do know about them is that they completely smash everyone that's worse than them. They're like the ultimate gatekeeper team, so you really have to keep that in mind when you're deciding whether or not you want to take a dog against them. Now, they were last year. They were quite literally perfect in the summer. They were 12 and 0 straight up as favorites in the summer split. They were 10 and 2 against the map spread, and there was a there was a long period of time where they were like I think they were like nine and 0 at one point against the map spread uh, as favorites. So. They did make lineup changes they changed top jungle and support but the coaching staff who was the the they were the ones I was the most critical of last year more than the roster itself is the same so I'm not entirely sure if we're going to see the same thing or not. I took a swing on Fear X this morning and I really really want to take another shot on DRX here again given the price and just early season volatility with new lineups and all that but I kind of have a feeling Han is going to be the same kind of team. Again, now I I wouldn't fault you for taking a shot at the plus one and a half maps or the plus nine and a half kill spreads per map, but like this is a little different than the situation yesterday like with x and KT where I thought Fearx took noticeable strides up like on their roster, I liked the changes they made and I really really didn't like the KT changes so it was like a double swing. I don't think there's like a drastic change in both directions for either of these teams. I'm a little bit more bullish on DRX than I was last season. And Hanwai have more or less stayed the same, so I, I think there's a decent. Sh- like, it's not good enough. This is like the same price you would have gotten in summer. I, I don't fault you for wanting to take a shot at it, but I'm just gonna pass. The second match on Friday is T1 minus eight eighty five minus one and a half maps at minus two forty four against Kwangdong Freaks plus five eighty four. The plus one point five maps is at plus one ninety six, and the two zero for the dogs is at plus fifteen sixty six. So I mentioned in my LCK league preview that I took a very 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 long shot plus twenty thousand on Dong to win the spring split. Usually the LCK is pretty strat—what um, do you call it—stratified, or uh, where the tiers are pretty set, like the haves and the have-nots. And um, I, it's very rare that you see a team break into that top group, but I think Kwangdong have a chance to. Now, CV Max is kind of a controversial subject for a lot of people, but the fact is, like, he's a very, very good coach, and he's got a history of bringing young teams like this into the forefront. And he didn't have a complete off season with this team. His the really the first like two thirds of the se- of the year last year were mired in all the legal and s- all the legal troubles and the situation with Kespa and and all the allegations and all that. So. But the thing is like I like the way he coaches his teams up and I like that he tries to take advantage of how their domestic competition tends to play. So yeah it kind of preys on like how the Korean teams tend to play. So you know whatever you think of him he's a good coach and this team is eerily similar to like a lot of these challenger teams that he's brought up. Kwangdong have like Really, they have a lot of promising young players that are stepping into like their second and third seasons, and then they added Cuz as like a veteran presence to, you know, either he's I think he's probably gonna end up playing, but even if he doesn't and it's young Jay, like just having that veteran presence there to mentor and to coach and perhaps have more options matters a lot. So I, I'm pretty bullish on Kwangdong. Dong. Now with that in mind, this is T one. They may have lost on Wednesday on opening day, but that Gen G lineup is very good, as we know. And, you know, it wasn't perfect, but T1 looked pretty sharp. I don't think there was any kind of rust, really. It was just that they were going up against Gen G. So, again, this isn't all that different a price than what we saw in the summer matchup. I actually think T1 have more optimism than they did at the time because that was the, the, like, when Faker was out and all that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm optimistic about Kwong and I I I kind of want to take the plus one and a half maps here, but I'm just going to wait and see. So I don't really have any plays on, on this slate tomorrow. I would lean to the plus one and a half maps for both dogs, but no real play here. I'll have an LCS League preview article later today that's going to be up uh, on the Patreon. And then I should have an LPL um, preview up at some point this weekend, probably tomorrow afternoon or Saturday evening. All right, that's it for now. Um, Follow me on Twitter, X at Gelati LOL. Hit the Patreon up, patreon.com slash Gelati LOL, and I will see you guys tomorrow.